0: Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 58. Thank you for tuning into the podcast through our website, rockishgeorge.com or on our YouTube page, or at knac.com, or on one of the many podcasting streaming platforms. My guest for this episode is former American Idol finalist and solo artist, James Durbin. You may remember James was the rock and roll guy from season 10. Of American Idol. I I didn't follow American Idol too much so I can't remember the seasons. From American Idol, James released several solo albums hooked up with a couple of groups along the way but now he's finally doing things sort of on his own terms in his own way in the world of hard rock and rock and roll. He recently signed to Frontiers Music to put out his first album under the Durban moniker called The Beast Awakens. It came out last year. And in this year, He's been put together in a supergroup. I feel like I just did an interview with a Frontier supergroup. Never mind. James' supergroup is called Clean Break. It features Mike Flins from Riot 5, Perry Richardson, formerly of Firehouse, currently of Striper, Robert Sweet of Striper, and Frontier's main man Alessandro Del Vecchio. Clean Break's debut is set to drop on July 8th. It's called Coming Home. And here's James Durbin to tell you all about it. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. When you got there? You got a whiskey? You
1: got some- oh, yeah. I'm a collector. Nice. Got any scotch back there?
0: Uh, I got some scotch over here. I got some doers. I got some... Oh, uh, viewers is good. I got all sorts of stuff, really. Very it, nice. It's all good.
1: It's, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. I can <laughs> tell. There's, I, I see a lot of glass. I just can't drink it fast enough. I can't drink it fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't empty my wallet quick enough. For yeah,
0: (laughs) well, you know, the the, the good stuff is not cheap, but it's good. And it right, and then they've made it such like a collector's item now that if you don't grab it, you're not going to see it again. Right. You know, like this Dickel here. You can't. You can't find that was like whiskey of the year like two years ago. Very tough to get your hands on
1: Yeah, I found uh, the what is it the Lagavulin uh 14 year is it 14 i believe it's 14 the Nick Offerman Father's Day edition from yeah like and then that became
0: ago. that became whiskey of the
1: year and now you can't get it yeah i think they're doing another release this year yeah um, but yeah still the 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 older batch is 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 the best the Absolutely. first one the, the first batch i i got to try um and it doesn't it doesn't uh doesn't compete with the uh the more recent in the past couple of years batch. Um, it, it was just a lot, a lot smoother.
0: A lot That's the other thing about scotch and whiskey. It's never really the same. They try to get it as close as possible, but you know, every batch is different.
1: Right. Right. Definitely.
0: All right. So why don't we get started? If I knew absolutely nothing about clean break, how would you describe the band's music to me?
1: Um, American traditional modern metal.
0: I think you've definitely got your thumb on that sound for sure. And, uh, obviously Clean Break is sort of a super group. People would say on paper, it's a super group. You got Mike Flintz from Riot 5. You have Perry Richardson from Striper and Robert Sweet from Striper. So how did you guys all get together for this project?
1: When I signed with Frontiers Records in December of 2019, the original plan was for me to first do a solo album, which ended up being Durban: The Beast Awakens. And um, then the plan was to do a lack of a better term super group um, with some other artists from frontiers, which, you know, did Durban the beast awakens. And that was such a, just a beautiful experience, mind opening and uh, self self reflecting uh, experience doing that album. um, Because it was all on me to do. I wrote the whole thing, conceptualized it all. And then moving into Clean Break uh, what's different, you know, it's uh, I kind of had like writer's block after doing the Durban record and I've got two and a third songs on uh, the Clean Break record coming home of which uh, before the fall, Clean Break, the song itself and uh, Dream Forever is a co-write. The other two being uh, 100% compositions by myself, but it was just such a great enjoyable experience just from the song farming <laughs> that word popped in my head from farming songs uh, from other songwriters that uh, the, our producer Alessandro DeVecchio, uh works with and, and is just a um, mind-blowingly prolific and phenomenal producer and songwriter and musician himself so a lot of it came from him like effortlessly the dudes in like a bunch of bands and then produces and has records and singles coming out like every day uh, for all the different bands that he works with with Frontiers. It's just so inspiring. And uh, everybody worked remotely. You know, Mike Flint lives in New Jersey, Perry Richardson lives in South Carolina. I forget where Robert Sweet lives. Um, and I live in California. We all recorded remotely. The first time that we met as Clean Break, as a band, uh, was at the music video which is just crazy. You know, we made this whole record together. We already all listened to the masters, you know, uh, <laughs> ourselves. And we're like, you know, just the occasional email, like, dude, this is so awesome. It sounds so great. You're killing it. And then, you know, suddenly we're out shooting a music video together and we chatted for like 15 minutes before we started doing the video and, you know, and you look at a video and, and the, the point is to, you know, look like a band and we're all performers in our own right and, uh, have, all of our lived experiences and bringing those all together. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we don't go over like, all right, I'm going to lean this way and you're going to lean that way. Like it was just really like natural, you know, just being in a fake boxing ring and, you know, with (laughs) instruments not plugged in and pretending to play to our song. It was a, it was so natural.
0: One of the biggest things I noticed about the album is You know, your last album, The Beast Awakens under the Durbin moniker was more fantasy-based as far as the lyrical content. And the lyrical content this time around is mostly like life experiences.
1: Uh, The thing with Durbin is I enjoy taking those life experiences and then wrapping them up in magic. Because, I don't know, I, I just... A lot of my musical career. And I use that, I use career loosely. Um, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate for every new opportunity to continue to make music for a living, um, going on 11 years, uh, doing it full time. So a lot of my previous records were a lot of, uh, I'm the outcast, I have issues, I'm just like you, we're all losers and freaks. And we're all, you know, we're all that together. Uh, and a bag of chips. Uh, I just feel like I've outgrown my emo phase and I'm back at more. I don't like, I, I feel like I was trying too hard to sound something like my influences at the time and trying to make something that could stand up with that. And, you know, I'd, I'd hear something and I'd be like, Oh my God, I love that song. And I try to write something that sounded like that song. And, and I'm, I'm less much less concerned with that like I I'm for the Durban stuff I wanted to be like I love this sound I love this era I love the albums that were coming out like between 82 and 84 and like based on what those individuals grew up listening to what did they listen to what were their influences that led to that point you know what was the the things that created that and so going back and listening to elf and listening to rainbow and listening to you know black sabbath and sir lord baltimore and early iron maiden and early judas priest sad wings of destiny i discovered like i had had not listened to that album in its entirety like a new victim of changes of course from the live unleashed in the east but like going in and And just listening to that and like the production, the songwriting, the performance, just, it was, it was just on the cusp of what would, what they'd become. They they figured it out. They really found it with that album of like that darker, I don't know, just there's, there's something about Sad Wings of Destiny, 76. God. (laughs) And yeah. I, I remember I I smoked a joint and took a walk on the beach and listened to that album in its entirety. And as I was coming back, the sun was going down the seagulls and the pelicans were flying by and the waves were hitting my feet. And I have my headphones in and, and um, epitaph starts playing and I'm just walking and crying. And then it goes into Island domination and I'm headbanging and I'm laughing. And it, it was like an acid trip, you know, With some good weed, man. <laughs> I gotta find some of that again. Um, but things like that inspired me to like want to create a listening experience and to create a listening experience that can live in that, that era. And that's what I ended up with, with Durbin, the beast awakens. I feel like I'm, I'm very happy. I'm not proud. Pride is a dangerous thing, but very happy for that. All that happened. And then to be able to do this and do clean break and, have the experience of, you know, I, I had writer's block coming out of uh, pretty soon after um, Durban um, Durban one, as we'll call it. And um, that I didn't really have as much like mental juice, mental juice, what the hell is that mental juice uh, (laughs) creativity to, you know, songwrite for this. And luckily Alessandro Delvecchio has, you know, a team of great songwriters that, uh, you know at his disposal and you know fortunate for us and we just ended up with this great collection of songs that you know i don't know if these songwriters know each other or listen to the songs that each other wrote and we're trying to one-up each other or if it was you know just happened to be collectively everybody is on the same mental spiritual plane um and just you know delivering in that same vein but it 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 happened and it's uh,
0: you know here we are it's pretty cool the album doesn't even come out until July 8th. It's called Coming Home on Frontiers Music. You've released two songs from the album. It's already sold out in the Frontiers US store. I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> it is. And it's. It, I've actually listened to the entire album. And I can I can see why. I think people are going to be pretty impressed for what you guys delivered. And certainly, it's a, it's a heavy sound. And it's certainly an in-your-face album.
1: That's exciting. <laughs> That's really exciting. I, th- I think we have a really winning... Combination here. I, I feel like you know, Frontiers is a they're they're very intelligent. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. You know, they put a guy that was on American Idol that has an American Idol following. They put a guy from Riot who has a cult following, and same with Striper. They have a a religious following. <laughs> I, I almost said cult, uh, not religious cult. Um, <laughs> I'm also a Christian uh, at the at the heart of things, but. You know, very loyal audience, very loyal fan base that supports everything that they do. And and same with my fans and same with Mike's fans. And, and I feel like we just have a, a real winning combination of uh, of fandoms uh, coming together for this um, for one. And so that's that's really cool that it's, that it's sold out already. And I know that we're getting vinyl in the fall it won't be ready for uh, release um in july but uh, i believe in the fall we're getting a vinyl which is exciting because i didn't get a vinyl for for Durbin the beast awakens uh because it's very expensive and i was gonna have to pay for it and i, I was like mm, <laughs> i don't want it that bad uh, not if i've got a case of them sitting here um i'm already, de- <laughs> already dealing with that uh, no more room for cds uh if you want a CD, go to com <laughs> slash shop and uh, buy me out. I'm just really stoked for this uh, this group and the record just sounds great. And, and I just had such a blast, you know, finally listening to the masters of the record. And I don't know if uh, there's a version, the alternate bonus track for the Japanese release uh, is a... Um, acoustic, quote-unquote acoustic uh, version of Coming Home. Did you hear that? Was that included? I in
0: your... I, I didn't get that one.
1: No, no see? Yeah, see, that's like my, my favorite track on the whole album is that version of Coming Home because it's just, it's my vocal from the uh, full band mix, but it's that and Alessandro playing uh, piano. One vocal, one piano, and it's it's just beautiful. There's so much space. (laughs) Talk about crying, listening to it. I cried listening to it a a few times uh, in a row and just felt like, Oh my gosh, this is like, that's me. I sound like that. Does I, Whoa, (laughs) where did time go? Like I just, I don't know. I get reminded often of like growth and wisdom and learning and uh, how far I've Gone.
0: What I thought about the name Clean Break to me, and I might be overthinking it, is that you're coming out and saying, "Forget what you know about James Durbin. This is me now."
1: Kind of. That's uh, yeah. It's it's more in line with with the Durbin record, with the Beast Awakens. That you know the title there, and it's it's just it it is a continuation of that. It is a you know let's just kind of like let's break that off. And let that be, you know, and this is the new, this is a new chapter. And it's, it's cool. I mean, my intention in writing the song clean break was not that that would end up becoming the band name, you know, I I wasn't sure what the band would be called and and it was kind of collectively decided that it would be clean break, which is, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool (laughs) in that, you know, to write something that's personal and meaningful uh, and put it in a angry Heavy metal, kind of like street metal song. It's pretty cool. And then your band gets named after that. And it's with guys you grew up listening to. And it's
0: pretty sweet. That's good. Are you going to make plans to play a show or two, maybe on like a rock cruise or something? I know you couldn't do a full tour with everybody being busy.
1: I'd love to. I, I certainly hope so. You know, Frontiers has so many incredible, again, lack of a better word, uh, supergroups. The three that are, you know, releasing stuff right now uh, is Clean Break, Us, and Skills uh, with Ren and Zonta on vocals, and Iconic with Nathan James on vocals, and, and Michael Sweet also <laughs> partially on vocals, and Tommy Aldridge, and and Joel Hoekstra, and Marco Mendoza, and like, like just stacked. I would love to do a show with all those guys, and then you bring in Black Swan, and you bring in Crown, and <laughs> we'll, throw, we'll throw jorn in there for something you know just to get him there um but i think that it'd just be such a rad rad experience you know do like um a milan one you do a new york one you do a la one you know and you do like a uk one and then we go down to like brazil you know <laughs> that'd be awesome i think Raymond's from i think he's brazilian and then yeah nathan's from you know the uk and then All the Italians. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it'd be, I think it'd be awesome.
0: You know, well, you're going to have a tour date with Durban for the first time this summer, right?
1: Yes. Yes. It's that, uh, Oh gosh, there was this great meme. That was like, we're going to, we're going on tour, but we're playing, you know, four shows in our hometown, uh, you know, uh, three weeks apart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm playing in San Francisco uh, which is it's not my hometown. it's it's about an hour and a half away. Um, San Francisco bottom of the hill is the venue on August 26th. It's a Friday, 21 and up. Uh, finally, uh, the Durban Beast will awaken uh, live for the very first time, which I'm very, very excited about. We're starting to get all the all the guys involved and and um, all those pieces worked out. So it's definitely on. It's definitely on. it's a uh, we'll be in the uh, direct support slot with uh, nerd Halen opening and um, which fronted by comedian actor Hal Sparks. They're a bunch of nerds that play Van Halen really well and um, and then Durbin and then headlining will be uh, fellow frontiers uh, band uh, label mates enough's enough. It'll be a journey of, of a, it'll be a musical, um, journey for your ears, you'll get absolutely. Halen, in, you'll get a little, you know, a little earlier kind of a metal vibe uh, with Durbin, and then you'll get like a
0: post hair metal with a uh, hair metal slash sixties hippiness.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely going to be an eclectic night. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely. You also appear on uh, Access TV's Top 10 Revealed. You've been on a few episodes. Uh, what... Been
1: on a few seasons, yeah. I'm, I've just got invited back for my third or fourth season with them. And and tonight, Tuesday, June 14th, is uh, their hun- 100th episode that I'm also on. Pretty stoked. How'd you get that gig? They called me. Or they emailed me. They didn't have my number, but they emailed me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were just interested. And hit me up it's pretty cool it's it's really cool like uh, i'm a firm believer in putting positive energy out into the universe and manifesting you know awesomeness and uh it's just another one of those things that i was like i'd like to do more tv stuff and like hosting or like panelist sort of thing and and that popped up that literally just fell in my emails same with the Durban gig. I was like, literally like a week ago. I was like, I really want to play a Durban show for the first time. And then literally a week later, boom, email
0: in my inbox.
1: Uh, Hey, (laughs) we want to pay you to play Durban. Oh my God, this is perfect.
0: Now I I had interviewed you last year for the, uh, the beast awakens for another publication. And I went back and listened to the interview and I was I was like well he's a sci-fi fan and he's a he's a wrestling fan so maybe i'll touch upon that and it's funny that you have a poster in the background that's sci-fi yeah, got, and you're wearing yeah,
1: i've got yoda and, and
0: you're wearing a wrestling <laughs> shirt so that's yeah. even funnier well, boom there it is <laughs> so who's your favorite wrestler in aew oh, besides that's... jericho because i know your friends
1: okay um oh my god it's so stacked Pac is incredible I've always loved his performing and I think it's a, a tragedy that he hasn't gotten a, a, a championship run
0: with something. He's um, small. That's the problem. He's a, he's a small guy. He's a tough guy, but he's, yeah. he's a small guy.
1: Yeah. But AEW, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, hangman Adam page doesn't seem like he's the, the tallest guy and he held the belt for quite a while. Um, That's true. Jericho, he's what, five, uh, i don't know what he is he's under six foot he doesn't yeah uh,
0: but he builds himself at six foot i'm sure
1: no oh, yeah you know <laughs> you put a little lift in the boots um they do that gosh uh ray fenix
0: is just
1: every time i watch him perform it's i see something i've never seen before and it, it's it's authentic and it, it just comes out of nowhere um dax hardwood he's having a, a big uh coming of age sort of a thing with his talents right now. I don't know. There's a lot. There's just a lot of great wrestling out there. Um, I just got this shirt yesterday, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to wear it. I wore it to the gym this morning, and I've just been wearing
0: it all day. What do you think of Cody Rhodes' uh, performance uh, last week?
1: <laughs> it was uh, gut-wrenching. It was heartbreaking. I mean, Cody knows what to do. I mean, he's 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 got no quit in him. There's, there's this... I don't know. It's, it's that John Cena thing. Like I met Cena. I met him a few times, but uh, all of them were at wrestling events. One time in Oakland and he gave me a shirt the same night that Miz gave me his shirt and uh, like out, like they threw me the shirts, uh, which was cool. Just still have. Um, and CM Punk was the, uh, the champion and let me hold the belt. That was cool. And then he gave me his phone number, which I think he then changed. <laughs> uh sorry phil um but yeah we i met cena backstage after a summer slam in like 2014 or 2013 and it was when he uh injured his elbow and it was like i looked at the picture later and his arm is all swollen like he taking pictures with all sorts of people just trying to get to his bus you know and then i was like oh, hey john how are you you know and, and and you know just he stopped very gracious very Kind and very like th- he knows what he does this for he knows the reason why he's able to do this is because people support him and even if you boo him you're still you're still that's still currency that's still currency you know if everybody boos him look at roman reigns he's been on top everyone booed him for like freaking four years five years straight <laughs> he got booed the most and he never left the top you know because a reaction's a reaction the worst thing is getting no reaction at all it's like a dark match, you know. It's like you get nothing. They don't even, you know. I I was found myself watching a WWE dark match on on YouTube uh, the other day, and I was like, God, this crowd's dead. And I'm like, Oh, it's because they don't even have like the microphones on this <laughs> one camera. It's just the hard cam. It looks like WWE 2K22. It's like, man, the graphics are really good on this. You know, it just looks like the video game. But yeah, I was like, uh, it's it's just all about getting a reaction. A reaction is is you know, the best thing. It's no reaction that you want to worry about. But yeah, AEW is, I, I, I kind of look at AEW as like the underdog and I followed WWE for just the longest time and I'm just, I don't enjoy it. It just feels a little too polished and a little too produced. Like when I started watching in the mid-2000s, it was just a little bit more, uh, pun intended, Edgy. raw. It was raw. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was and not so much even just the edginess of it, but just like you didn't I don't know. There was like, it was unexpected. There could be a tag team ladder match for the titles on, (laughs) on raw. Uh, I went to a super show, like a super card um, that was, they filmed both raw and SmackDown for like my 16th birthday. And there was a surprise cage match, like a surprise cage match between Kane and like Gene Snitsky and like, (laughs) and it's, you don't, you don't get a surprise cage match you know they're gonna let you know they're gonna do a cage match no no nothing they just let us you know surprise there's a cage oh my god there's a cage i i i enjoy enjoy wrestling i I enjoy good product and i've just been enjoying AEW more than wwe lately
0: it's good escapism much like music is good escapism to get away from the i think wrestling's the one thing that hasn't been polluted by politics at this point and you can escape and watch a compelling story. And the same with music is that you could get away from what the the crap that's going on around you.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. I always I always dip that dip back into wrestling, whether I disappear from it for a little bit. But yeah, it's definitely my it's my happy place.
0: And with that being said, those are all the questions I have for you today, James. I want to thank you for coming on the Rockish George podcast. Your new album is coming home under the name Clean Break. It comes out July 8th on Frontier's Music, and it's fantastic. And I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you so much, George. Appreciate you having me back. Once again, I want to thank James Durbin for coming on the Rockish George podcast. Be sure to check out the new album by Clean Break entitled... Coming Home, out on Frontiers Music, July 8th. Check it out on your favorite streaming music app. If you like what you hear, head over to the Frontiers shop and buy a physical copy. Make sure you're supporting the artist. For all things James Durbin, head over to jamesdurbinofficial.com. If you want to find out more about his last album, Durbin, The Beast Awakens, I did an interview with James last year about it. Head over to my YouTube page. Find my playlist for past Metal Express interviews, and you can find our interview there. I want to thank John Freeman of Freeman Promotions and Frontiers Music for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion, and I'll see you again soon.